Hey guys, what is up? Happy Tuesday and welcome back to another episode of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. I'm recording today's episode on May 1st, which is the first day of mental health month. So what better way to celebrate than by doing a podcast episode dedicated to mental health. This is something that I am so, so passionate about. Mental health is something that I've personally struggled with my entire life. Like I remember being anxious as a child. Like this is, this has always been a part of who I am. And so I wanted to share with you guys more about my story and my struggles with mental health, but also the things that have helped me along the way to improve my mental health and to become the best version of myself and to live my life even as a person with anxiety and depression and all the all the fun things. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. If you are somebody who struggles with your mental health, I hope you find comfort in in listening to me chat more about this topic. Um, if you know somebody who struggles with mental health, hopefully you take away some information that will help that person by listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy listening though. Either way, if you do, please make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Give me a thumbs up on YouTube and leave a comment, like it, you know, do all the things, subscribe. And, um, if you're on Instagram, make sure to follow me on there too. It's at my lips aren't sealed podcast. It is beautiful weather in Austin though, guys, I am loving, I'm loving this. I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week as well. Um, I hope the sun is shining wherever you are at. And if it's not, I hope you're cozying up with a good book and relaxing inside. And if you have any book recommendations, please send them my way. I'm in desperate need of a new book. So send me a DM on Instagram. Before we jump into all the mental health talk, though, we are going to first jump into Catch Up With Kim. So, you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? As most of you guys know, I was in California last week, and it was so much fun. Last week's podcast episode was with my mom, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that. I think she did such a good job. And my mom is a little more introverted than me. I'm sure you guys picked up on that, but she did such a great job. And I hope you guys loved getting to know her because she's the woman that raised me and made me the person that I am today. And I am so grateful for how much she has supported me um, with my podcast and my social media journey. She's literally my number one cheerleader and I'm so grateful for her. Uh, That said, Mother's Day is in like two weeks, guys. So putting that on your radar in case you haven't ordered your mom her gift yet or ordered flowers, um, putting that on your radar. But I was in Sacramento last weekend visiting my mom and we did so many fun things. We um, visited with some animals like a sloth uh, at, at an exhibit that my mom wanted to go to. And we went to some yummy restaurants. We watched cringy reality TV. We hung out by the pool. It was so fun. Um, one of the other things I did was I met up with one of my friends from college. Her name's Nicole. We were in the same sorority and I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw her. I think it was like two years ago and she recently got engaged. So it was so nice to see her just for a short period of time and to catch up. We were so close in college and I'm glad that we've been able to stay connected into our adult years. I think that's a hard thing to manage when you are shifting into new chapters of your life. It, it can be difficult to, to maintain friendships with people who 
you live in different cities now. You're in different stages of life. Like I am just a single girl with her Pomeranian living in Austin. And now she's an engaged woman. Like it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's also so exciting to see your friends moving into new chapters of their life and to be able to support them and cheer them on. And I am so happy for her. She's been with her fiance for years and it was just really great. Like we did a little speed date cause we only had an hour to hang out and we caught up as quickly as possible and it was, it was really nice. So this is your second reminder. I'm doing a lot of reminders for you guys today. This is your second reminder that if there is that friend that you have been wanting to reach out to and you haven't spoken to in a while, just pick up the phone or shoot that text. Like we all have such busy lives. And that's the first thing I told my friend Nicole that I met up with. I was like, I am so sorry that I haven't been talking to you as often. Like as I haven't been checking in and um, and she was like, I get it. Like we all have different jobs. We all have busy lives. And that's like a real friend right there. A friend who gets it and understands and doesn't hold it against you. Um, so if you have that friend that you're wanting to reach out to, just do it. Um, a, a real friend is understanding and has their own busy lives going on too. And, and they'll want to hear from you no matter what. So send that text. Very glad I got to see Nicole last week. Um, flew back to Austin. I picked up my new eyeglasses for my optometrist. I'm blind as a bat and I got some new glasses, which are very cute. What else did I do? I think I just like caught up on life. I mean, after traveling, it's so nice just to decompress, catch up on everything that you missed while you were out of town. And then yesterday I did have a relaxing day at the pool. I had a, a little connection at this place called Wax Myrtles. Uh, in downtown Austin. This actually was a really good time. I wasn't expecting much. It, they have a pool with cabanas. And it's very cute. And they bring you your food and everything. So I brought my best friend Danielle with me and we just had like a nice relaxing pool day. We had yummy food, yummy mocktails. And we made some friends by the pool. We met some guy and I guess his sister knew me from the show and he wanted a selfie. It was just cute. Like it was a really good a good day and I got some fire Instagram pics in my opinion so go check them out at Kimberly Cobb but it was it was a really good time like just to lay down and chill like we just sat in the cabana we each had our own cabana just relaxing so third reminder guys I'm doing a lot of reminders I told you go to the pool get outside but more importantly if you live in a city like Austin it is so nice to have a little staycation like if you are like I'm a little tight on money right now. I'm trying to save up and I don't have, you know, that extra income right now to go on like a fancy vacation. So it's nice just to be in town and to treat yourself, pretend like you're on vacation somewhere. We hung out at the cabana, waiters coming up, taking our order. And it was, it was really nice just to like mentally escape from the city and pretend like we were somewhere else. So it was a really good time. And I'm recording this episode on Monday. My week's off to a really good start. I'm, I'm really excited for this week. I have a lot coming up, so I'm just taking it one day at a time and really grateful, though, for all of the experiences and opportunities that I, that I have coming for me. It's going to be a good week. And again, I hope you guys are having a great week as well. That's about it for Catch Up with Kim, and we are going to shift on into my pick of the week. Oh my God, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Thanks. Just want it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I get it. I am being very ambitious this week because I have three 
picks this week. Number one is the hair and nails gummies. They sell those at Target. This is not sponsored, but my hair has gotten so long. I am wearing clip-in hair extensions right now, but my actual real hair has gotten so long to the point where people are noticing and they're asking if I'm wearing extensions when I'm not, which is really nice. But I started taking these gummies like I take two a day and I started taking them like... I don't know, maybe two months ago, I started like religiously taking them every morning and I have instantly noticed a difference in my, my hair. So I don't know if it's that or if it's the K18 or if it's the combo of both, but 10 out of 10 recommend. I, I love it. It's so good. My next pick of the week is therapy, more specifically better help. Again, not sponsored. I wish I was, but I used BetterHelp in the past to help with my therapy needs and it was so beneficial to be able to talk to somebody about my problems and just get an outsider's perspective on the things that I'm going through throughout life. I will transparently say that the therapist I got matched up with was not a perfect fit for me, but BetterHelp does allow you to try out different therapists free of charge. You can switch out a new therapist every week if you wanted to. I should have put a little more time into finding somebody who really was a good fit, but I still did reap some of the benefits from talking to her and I want to start going back again. So with this being mental health month, I figured I would call that out. There is such a stigma around therapy or maybe there used to be not as much, but there still is. And I want you guys to know that there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. Um, the good thing about BetterHelp is you can do it discreetly from home. You can, it's, you can do a video or you can call in, but it's it's on your own time and you don't have to tell the world about it. You don't have to go into an office or anything, which I personally love, especially as somebody who's dealt with anxiety. The idea of going into a therapist, a therapist's office, like, no, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it. So BetterHelp was a really good option for me at the time and I do want to start it back up. My third pick of the week, getting a little steamy here. You guys know I am a huge advocate for sex positivity. I I am. I, I don't think you need a partner to satisfy your needs. And I think that sexual health and wellness is a big part of your mental health. So I'll talk more about that later. But my pick of the week, I've already talked about this before on my podcast. I don't know if it's been a pick of my week. But it's the brand Vush, not sponsored by bringing this up. I have done partnerships with them in the past, but they're vibrators, you guys. And I know it can be so like uncomfortable to hear me talk about it. Some people, you know, just don't talk about sex. You don't talk about these things. But as somebody who I'm like, I don't need a man to like take care of me. I can take care of myself, independent woman. But the Vush vibrator, you guys, is so freaking good. I have like three or four right now and they all have little different functions but my go-to is always like the empress too I think that's the name of it but it's just like so good you guys like it's shocking and it just like instantly boosts your mood and again I know it can be a little awkward and embarrassing to talk about but I'm your girlfriend like it's totally fine and I want this to be a comfortable space for us to talk about things like that so Pick of the week is my Bush vibrator. It is the Empress 2 and 
It's my best friend. I love it. It's the best. But that wraps up my picks of the week. And we are going to now jump on into all the talk about mental health. Before I do, I want to start out by saying that I am not a medical professional. I cannot give out medical advice regarding mental health or any sort of health. These are just my personal experiences with mental health and my struggles and and how I found solutions to help me with certain issues. So if what helped me helped you, that's amazing. But if you are struggling with mental health, I definitely encourage you to talk to a medical professional. Um, If there's something more serious though, please call 911 or reach out to the suicide hotline crisis phone number. I can link that in the description of this podcast episode. But that said, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I'm going to be talking to you guys about my story and my journey with mental health, which is a long one. And then I'm going to share some advice that, that I have for you guys and things that have helped me. Either way, I hope this episode helps you figure out um, things that can help you with your mental health, help improve your mental health, or that you can take away some advice for some of your loved ones who might be experiencing some of the similar issues that I've had in the past. So let's talk about my journey with mental health. I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. I've always been an anxious person. Like I remember being a child and we would have like field day. Do you remember that? So it was like near the end of school and we would all go out in the field. Instead of going to classes, we would like play like tag and we would play dodgeball and we'd run through sprinklers and you get popsicles and you have like all this, like all these fun summertime activities on the field during elementary school. I was such an anxious kid, you guys. I was so excited for field day. So excited that the day of I literally had a panic attack as a child and was like, I can't go. This is going to be too much fun. This is too much excitement. I couldn't go. And so I, I was staying with my grandma. I remember this so clearly. And I told her, I was like, I can't go. And she let me stay home because I was so nervous. So, so nervous. And don't get me wrong. Like I've always loved making people laugh and connecting with people. And I'm okay with being on a stage, but it's just the buildup of getting there that stresses me out so much. Like performing as a child I would literally be sick to my stomach before I had to do like a cheerleading competition or a school recital or a play once I'm up there I'm great and I'm having the time of my life but all the build-up it was more than just nerves for me like I understand nerves but I was a, a severely anxious child going into high school I was you know middle school high school I was fine and it wasn't until actually college that something snapped in me and I my mental health just went down the drain before I talk about that I don't know what your guys's thoughts are on generational trauma but my cousin mom and I were sitting down and chatting about this when I was back in town back in my hometown and an interesting point and I have no evidence to back this up but something that she my cousin said was that trauma can be passed down through the generations right and Even more specifically, if something happens to your mom, for example, when she was 19, when you're 19, you'll start to like feel the same trauma that she went through. Just like physically, you'll feel like a state of anxiety. So that was a really interesting point to me that I'd never really thought about. So when I was 19, 
I had my first panic attack as an adult. I was in college, um, sophomore in college. Something just snapped in me and I I started getting severe, severe anxiety. I couldn't get in a car with anybody. Um, I was hyperventilating, like gagging, um, throwing up, just so on edge all the time. And when my cousin and mom and I were having this conversation about generational trauma, she made the point about age. And I said, yeah, I had my first panic attack at 19. And then I looked at my mom and I said, mom, when did you have Kylie, my older sister? When did you give birth to her? She said, when I was 19. She was a teen mom. My dad, my biological dad was not a faithful man. She was very stressed. She was living in a different country as a 19 year old. She was going through so much stress as a young 19 year old because my dad was military. So they were stationed overseas living in Turkey before there was any technology, no FaceTime. And she was raising my sister and then got pregnant with me. And It's so insane to think about how much stress that must have caused her. Going back to the generational trauma, I turned 18 and out of the blue, literally there wasn't a breakup. There wasn't anything crazy that happened. But when I turned 19, something switched in me and I started getting severe, severe anxiety. I didn't really know what anxiety was though. So I, it definitely took me a while to realize that what I was going through wasn't normal. I thought it was just like exams were stressing me out or, um, you know, I had a boyfriend at the time, but I was living, I was living in a new city, but I'd already lived in San Diego for a year. So it took me a few months, um, of really going through a lot of mental health issues, until I finally saw a doctor. So I went to the doctor on campus and I'm sitting there on the little table waiting for him or her to come in. I don't even remember really. And they came in and they're like, Hey, what's going on? And I just, I couldn't even speak. You guys, I just hysterically burst into tears. Like baby 19 year olds, Kim, I was, I started hyperventilating and I was like, I'm basically, I ended up spitting out the words. I'm having panic attacks really bad. And this poor doctor was like, Holy shit. (laughs) Like, Oh my God. Like she talked me down, calmed me down. But I was just a mess and I'm so like a part of me feels even embarrassed talking about this story. But I feel like just because I don't like being seen as weak, but there is nothing weak about mental health. Like it is just something that when you take care of your physical health, you need to take care of your mental health, too. And again, you're not alone. But at that moment, as a 19 year old, I felt like I was because nobody had ever talked to me about this. And my friends didn't have any of these similar experiences as me. I did feel alone. So it was nice having that doctor there. She did end up prescribing me some Lexapro and Xanax for my panic attacks. And at the time, oh my God, night and day, like it helped me so much. Looking back, I wish that she would have prescribed me with like therapy. I think I definitely needed to talk to somebody at that time. But the only solution in that moment, what year was this? Like 2013? Nobody really talked about it just yet, at least nobody in my circle. So I wish I would have done therapy. I think that would have helped more long run, but the medication did help. And I was able to to get back to my daily life. I ended up um, joining a sorority and making a ton of friends. And over time, I, I got off the medication and I I was just, I was good. I graduated college. I moved to Australia, was totally fine moving there. And you know, then I got the reality TV show. And over the past few years, I experienced a lot of trauma 
um, abusive relationship, breakups, a lot of life change, my mom getting cancer. I've been experiencing weight issue, weight going up and down and and just starting over in a new city and the stresses of, of money. And, and these are all things that I think a lot of people go through. I mean, maybe not the reality TV part, but overall, I think a lot of people go through these experiences, right? I mean, breakups, starting over, um, money issues, peer pressure, comparison culture. There's all, all these things that contribute to how good or bad your mental health is. And so last year, again, something snapped in me. I should talk to my mom too and see if anything happened to her when she was, when she was 28. But last summer, something snapped in me again and my mental health just got so bad. This time it actually started with depression. It wasn't anxiety. So my depression got so bad. You guys, like I was isolating myself. I had to drink alcohol in order to get courage to go to events and go out in public. Um, I was only going to bars and even at the bars, I was getting anxiety. So I'd have to drink to help alleviate that anxiety. I was saying no to influencer events because I was just so nervous. I couldn't get in cars. Um, I was gagging and hyperventilating, just being in group situations. Like it got so extreme, you guys. And again, I'm so embarrassed talking about this, but it's something too that I'm not embarrassed about. I'm so proud of how far I've come since all of that. And I am proud of how strong I am and how, how much I have over overcome these past few years. And no wonder I went into like such a dark part of my life because I did go through a lot. And if you are in a similar situation too, like your feelings are valid when you are going through something so traumatizing it can be easy just to kind of try to push past it and be strong and and not think about it but I kind of find it more therapeutic to talk about it to embrace the feelings that you're feeling and to work through those emotions rather than rather than burying them under a rug which is what I did so I got really depressed last year and I did reach out to some some people for help and they didn't reciprocate. And that was really hard for me. It showed, showed me certain people's true colors, but then I had other friends who were there for me and who really stuck by my, stuck by my side. My mom was there by my side, even though she was going through her own shit and battling cancer. She was still there talking on the phone with me. I think it's so important to have a really strong friend group or family group or loved ones that are there to talk to you when you are going through through a difficult time. But anyways, I, I, you know, dealt with my depression. The anxiety came hand in hand with it. It was a nice little, they're little partners in crime sometimes. And I just had enough. I, I just, when was it? It was like September of last year that I was like, you know what? This is not the life I want to live for myself. I, I, I didn't want to get back on medication because I kind of thought like I was better than that. I had worked through it and I, you know, I did it in college, but I'm an adult now. I can work through this on my own. But eventually I just had to accept that I did need the help. I did need therapy and, and medication to help me overcome these struggles that I'm going through. So I started my, my back on Lexapro, no Xanax, but I got back on Lexapro um, beginning of November and they started me with a small dose and I have since increased to 20 mg a day. So I feel good. I will say like, when you get on antidepressants, your emotions are kind of all over the place 
um you do get like some like nausea for like a day or two but it is so worth it if you need it it's worth it and I'm not trying to push it on you if you if you prefer a more holistic approach um I support that for you this was just my personal journey and how I had to deal with taking control of my mental health and I, I did need to accept that help and advice from my doctor to get back on medication. So here we are now. We are in May 2023. I feel good, you guys. I'm going to events. I'm making friends. I, I'm going out with new people and I'm still not drinking. And I feel I feel really good. And I'm just, again, so proud of myself. And I I appreciate every single one of you who has been along in my journey. And you guys have just... You guys have just heard it all. You've heard me go through my ups and downs and my party girl stage and now my my more wellness focused stage and I'm in a good place right now and I'm really proud of myself. I also want to note too that mental health issues do run in my family. So if that's something that, you know, if, if mental health issues do run in yours too, it's something to just be a, a little extra cautious of. My grandma, my Oma, who I, oh my God, light of my life. She was amazing. She was hilarious. Just, we had the best vibes and she immigrated to America from the Netherlands with my grandfather and knew nobody here. And her mental health got so bad. She was depressed for, for years, my mom said, and she wasn't present in my mom's childhood and mental health wasn't something that they talked about or even that they thought was a a thing. And my mom has gone through her own set of mental health issues as well as my sister and cousin. And we're all just, we're all just going through it. But it's also nice too to, for all of us at this point in our lives to be aware of the issues that we have and to talk about these issues with each other and to be a safe space for each other to lean on. So uh, lean on your family. Another fourth reminder, lean on your family when you need help. And if you don't feel like confiding in your family about these issues, therapy is like so good guys it's so so good for the soul and I need to start it again I really do but that is kind of my story with mental health I'm really proud of myself and I'm able to talk about these things now because for so long I was ashamed of having mental health issues I was I was worried what other people would think of me and what future partners would think of me But it is such a common thing to experience issues with your mental health. I think so many of us disregard, you know, things like self-care and and taking care of of your headspace because we're so busy with our day-to-day lives and working and moving up in our careers and socializing and dating. But at the end of the day, if you aren't taking care of yourself, you aren't going to have room to give yourself to others and take take care of others right so with that said I have put together a list you guys know I love lists I love lists I'm a list girly but I put together some things that have helped me with my mental health journey of course the medication and therapy helped a lot but there are other things that helped just as much and so we are going to jump on into that I do think that one of the things that helped me most was not drinking anymore. And that again, is a, as a personal decision, I'm not pushing that on anybody, but once I stopped drinking alcohol, consuming alcohol, I noticed my mental health improved so much. Like it's ridiculous how much my mental health improved. And 
I just felt a weight lifted off my shoulders. I started to feel like myself again. And so if you are feeling any sort of sober curious and you are struggling with your mental health or even just wanting to improve it in the slightest, limiting your drinking or cutting it out completely, I promise you will make such a big difference. But besides that, how I take care of my mental health now is getting outdoors. So whether that's going to the park with Louie, going on a walk, swimming, laying out in the pool. I recently got some like patio furniture. And so I've been sitting out there and reading my book in the morning and sitting in the sun. It's so nice. I also do things like I take workout classes. So just being amongst people. One of my biggest issues with my mental health is I tend to isolate myself. And don't get me wrong, like you need time by yourself to recharge. Like at least I do. But I was isolating to an extreme where I wasn't seeing anybody for long periods of time. And so doing things like workout classes when you're in a group setting and it's motivating and you see familiar faces and you're around people helps so much. Next is taking my vitamins and eating what makes me feel good. I don't know if it's just like the placebo effect, if that's the word, but like I've been taking my vitamin D, magnesium, potassium, uh, B12, you know, all, all the things, vitamin C, my multivitamin, my biotin, all the things. And it's helped me a lot. I mean, I feel like I, I feel better. It's nice to be on a routine. I have my morning vitamins, my nighttime medicines, and I feel, I feel good. And then as for eating, what makes you feel good? That's my way of saying you don't need to diet. If you feel like eating a salad and a salad's going to make you feel better, eat the salad. But if a cookie is going to make you feel better, eat the cookie. Like, just don't feel, don't feel bad about yourself for eating something that makes you feel good. Next is therapy and medication, as I mentioned earlier. So I think the combo of both of those is just phenomenal. And with medication, I'm on Lexapro, but there might be another medication that's better for you. One of my friends started out, I think, on Lexapro and then she had to switch to a different medication because that wasn't working for her. And so it's really just figuring out what works for you. And same goes for the therapist. You might get matched up with a therapist that you don't like. So switch on to the next. It's it's nothing personal. This is your journey. Next is sex and self-pleasure. So if you have a partner that you trust, making sure to incorporate sex into your your daily routine or your weekly routine is so important for connection. And I am a firm believer that sex when done with a safe partner and done mutually can really help improve your mental health. And if you are like me and you are single and you are not that trusting of one night stands, I prefer self-pleasure. So get a vibrator, take care of yourself and really take time to explore your body because that's going to make such a big difference on your mental health and figuring out who you are and what you like and what you don't like. Next is spending time with loved ones. I feel like this is pretty self-explanatory, but whether that's your your mom, your dog, your coworkers, your friends, if you have a small circle or a big circle, just getting out of your your space and being intentional about making connections with others and checking in with others. And in turn, they'll start to do the same with you. Next is doing things that allow me to be creative, like journaling, podcasting, reading, um, baking, just any of those those activities that 
let you expand your mind and think about something other than your anxiety or your depression or your mental health. And that could be a workout class. But for me, I, I love journaling. Like I love doing these, these certain things that are just so, so relaxing and so therapeutic for me. Uh, next is self-care, taking a bath, painting your nails, watching your favorite show. I mean, come on, like I could binge watch reality TV. That is that is my form of self-care. There is nothing wrong with that. I recently got some like new, treated myself to some new nail polishes, which are super fun and cute. And you guys know I love a good bubble bath moment. I get my Dr. Teal's in there, my little Epsom salts and I relax and put on music and candles. Oh, my God. So nice. Next is unplugging a bit and only following social media accounts that bring you joy. I need to do this more. I need to like clear out my followers or following list, clean it up. And I need to also unplug more. That's something I don't do. It's something I rarely do is, is put my phone away. And so in the mornings, for example, I've been going on my patio and reading a book rather than going on the patio and being on my phone. So even if it's 10 minutes, I mean, some of us like social media is my job. So I can't necessarily disconnect for an entire day as even though that would be amazing, but even if it's 10 minutes a day, just giving yourself to unplug. And when you are unplugging, maybe do something like Headspace, like a meditation app. Like one of those is so, so good. I love that app. Like the British guy. I think it's like a British man's voice. I'm like, I'm just imagining like this really hot British man teaching me to meditate. I don't know. I'm just weird, but it's, it's so good. And the last thing that I do to take care of my mental health is to have things to look forward to. So that can be a dinner with friends on Friday or planning a vacation or even creating a vision board for yourself. It's so beneficial to have things to look forward to because it encourages you to, to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, to plan an outfit, to treat yourself, to take care of your physical appearance. And it's just nice. Like I, I, I love that. I was talking to my best friend Danielle about this yesterday when we were at the pool and I was like we need a vacation to look forward to so that is on our to-do list is to plan a vacation and I want to end with a little bit of advice when it comes to mental health I mentioned earlier uh, give yourself permission to unplug and regroup without feeling guilty you can't be there for others if you don't take care of yourself first I am one of those people where I was a people pleaser for a very long time and I was always putting the needs of others above my own and I just ended up wearing myself thin and getting anxiety feeling like I was letting people down and you just you just can't do that next piece of advice is that your feelings are valid if you are feeling anxious depressed if you are feeling happy and excited and and you're in the moment and you're loving life all of those feelings are valid your mental health is so important and don't surround yourself with people who are going to make you feel otherwise like I have been with people who make fun of me if I get too excited about something or people who I've expressed my anxiety and depression to and they don't give me any empathy. It's like those are people that I don't want in my life and you shouldn't have in your life either. And the last piece of advice is to know that you're doing your best and that's enough. That's my favorite one. I just want to end on that. I mean, at the end of the day, we are all doing our best. Life is hard. It is so hard and you are doing your best. You're trying your best. And I recognize that if nobody has told you yet, I see you and I love you and I care about you. You are loved so, so much. And that wraps up today's episode on mental health. Again, I appreciate you listening and I hope you found 
today's episode helpful and that you enjoyed me opening up about my struggles with mental health and my own personal journey. If you had any questions about anything or if you wanted to chat more, please send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb or at My Lips Aren't Sealed Podcast so we can chat more. Make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave a written review if you have an extra minute. I love you guys. Happy Mental Health Month. Get outdoors. Go spend some time with loved ones and we will chat more next week. Bye. Bye.